there, everyone. I'm Joe, and I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for listening to our Lincoln E-Free podcast. We are grateful for your support to shine the light of Christ in every home and business in the Lincoln Lakes area and beyond. In case you're not aware, we have a YouTube channel, which you can find the link in our bio. We hope you enjoy this week's message and encourages you and helps you to become the light that God designed you to be. With that, let's jump in. Sunberg was my hometown, 120 miles northwest of the Twin Cities, southwest from here, about the same, not quite the same distance, 90-some miles, about 120 people in Sunberg. I had the paper out for years, could usually do it in 15 to 20 minutes uh, if I hustled. And uh, it just was a small town. The, The nice thing about growing up in a small town is that everybody knows you. And the bad thing about growing up in a small town, (laughs) yeah, they knew that I was generally a really nice kid and and, uh, and, uh, reasonably bright and athletic and uh, generally well-liked. They also uh, knew that I was far from perfect. Uh, I could steal. It was a 10 cents box of candles from the grocer and, gre- and, and, and peas out of the neighbor's garden. Oh, why do peas taste so much better, fresh peas, when they're stolen? <laughs> <laughs> I've never tasted peas that good. Uh, but they, they knew that I was imperfect. And, and then they knew that I left because my dad who never got to go to college, he said, you are not staying around here to his five, six kids. You, you are not staying in Sunberg. Don't even think about it. You're going to get a college education. I can't afford to help you, but you'll make it. Lots of encouragement. Anyway, when I go back to Sunberg, even now, there's a few people that call me Donnie. And uh, I haven't been called that in years, except by a few individuals. Um, Sometimes I think I've grown beyond that name. I don't know how Billy Graham gets away with it, but um, it it it's a diminutive, you know, Donnie, uh, just like uh, yeah, most every name. But if I, go, if I go back to Sunberg and act like I'm better than the, the rest of them, someone is likely going to cut me down to size. Okay? So what about Jesus when he went back to his hometown and he was better? Well, we're going to take a look at it this morning briefly. So could I have the scripture up on the screen? Let's stand as we read. And he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all in the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. They rose up and drove him out of town, brought him to the brow of a hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. You may be seated. It was his custom to go to church on Saturday. That was his usual. So when he was in Nazareth, he did that. Now, he had been throughout Galilee ministering, healing, especially in the early days of his ministry. He seems to have done a lot of healing, and it, it, it got attention. And when he healed, he had attention, and then he taught. So when he, when he decided, when, when word reached the residents in Nazareth that Jesus was going to come to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, the place was a buzz. Hometown boy coming back, having been, been away, having gotten real famous, he was coming back. And the synagogue was one of the first places he went. Now the synagogue had an order of service not terribly unlike ours. Pretty much every Sunday, everybody knew what was happening. You came, you read the Shema, the Shema, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. You shall worship the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might, and so forth. And then they would have some prayers and that would be followed by a reading from the Torah first five books of Moses and that would be followed by a reading from the prophets these days there's a lectionary there was no lectionary in Jesus day so there's a good chance Jesus chose the scripture he wanted to read give me the scroll of Isaiah and he read in the scroll, the verses from Isaiah. 
And if you, you look at the text, there, there, are, there are a couple of things that jump out at you. First of all, his mission. His mission is that God has anointed me. Anointing is the same word as Christ. In Hebrew, Mashiach, the Messiah. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Yeah, people need to hear, sometimes need to hear the bad news, but the anointing is for the good news for the poor, to proclaim good news to the poor, proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom. That's, that's what we do when we shine the light, when we, we, we reach out to others and see them come to faith. They, they, they come to, to, into a freedom from the guilt of their sins. Recovering of sight to the blind. Set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, which in the Old Testament was called Jubilee. Every 50 years, all the land went back to the original owners, going back to when Joshua and the Israelites came into the land. So the land was never sold as we think of it. It was rented. So much if you're in the 51st year, because you, you, you can rent it for 50 years, right? Uh, Gary's got a lease on land on the river, and it's a 100-year lease, right? It, it, was, it was that kind of idea. Yeah, but it's not technic. It technically belongs to the electric company, right, in this case? Um, but you get a 100-year lease. It, it wouldn't be more than a 50-year lease, sort of. So that's going back. That's the year of Jubilee. But it was also true that if you ran into problems and, and had, to, had to sell yourself into, into slavery or indentured to someone else, it could, it could not be more than that period. So every 50 years, everything went back. People and land went back. So quite a celebration for those who were the original owners, for those who were captives and so forth, were going to be set free. But notice who the audience is. The audience, as we look at the text, to proclaim good news to the poor. Liberty to the captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. Liberty to those who are oppressed. Most of us read that and we, we don't see ourselves there. But I want you to grasp the truth this morning. That if you are not poor. If you are not blind. If you don't see yourself as a captive. Or oppressed. He didn't come for you. The audience are those who are needy. The physician doesn't come to the well. They don't, the, those who are well don't need a physician. Those who are sick, they need a physician. And I want you to recognize that 
initially, all of this sounded just fine to the residents of Nazareth. They spoke well of him. Oh, this is Joseph's son. He's done well. He reads well. That reading of, the, of Isaiah was always followed by a teaching. Jesus taught. They said gracious words. And then he shifted gears on them. And he said, no doubt you're going to want me to do the same miracles I did in, Cana, in, in Capernaum. You're going to want me to do, for people I've done all throughout here, Galilee, you're going to want me to do them right here. And he said, you know, I came for the Gentile as well as the Jew. Naaman, the Syrian, the widow at Zarephath. Even when there were people in, in Israel who needed ministry, I reached out to them. And they didn't like Jesus up close. They didn't like Jesus when he started to apply things to them. When he started to point out things, you're not perfect either. Did you, did you catch that he stood while he read the word? But when he began to teach, he sat. Most rabbis sat when they taught. It was a more humble position. And I'm starting to like it the older I get. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he wouldn't have been up on the platform either. Just down among the people. Yeah, it's a little harder to see, but anyway. They liked Jesus initially, the kind of Jesus they saw him as. But when he started to get up close and personal with them, they got angry. Now, I think to myself, I've grown up Jesus didn't grow up with us, but most of us grew up with Jesus. And I want to challenge you this morning. I believe that every one of us has got Jesus in a box. And we're fine as long as he stays in that box. But if he challenges us in ways we don't expect him to, kind of rubs us the wrong way. You each have grown up with an idea of who Jesus is. I want you to be sure that you understand Jesus from this perspective. Are you reading? Do you really know? There was a book that came out a few years ago called They, they Like Jesus, But Not the Church. They Like Jesus, But Not the Church. And I get it. I understand we're not perfect in the church. We don't do everything right. Us who are gathered, we sometimes get it wrong. We're not as kind and gracious and loving as we should be. But it's also true that I'd like to know what kind of Jesus you like. I like the Jesus 
who forgives sin, loves us, cares for us, provides for us. But there's also in this same book a Jesus who calls us to account, who calls us and convicts us of our sin. A Jesus who won't let us get away with self-centeredness, who comes around and convicts us. What kind of Jesus do you know? Make sure it's informed. You know what I'd like to challenge each of you? You know, I've, I've never been a real big Bible reader of Bible schedules. Some of you get into that. I feel like it's too constraining. I, I love to read the Bible. But you know what? There are certain parts of the Bible I really like and other parts I'm not so great on. Okay? Like, like the woman, the temperance woman who was uh, challenged. That, as I recall, Jesus turned water into wine. And her response was, yeah, I wish he hadn't done that. <laughs> I mean, are there some things that I, I, I say, yeah, you know what, that doesn't apply to me. I'm just going to skip over that. This is what I want to hang out with. Be careful how you read the Bible. Be careful how you really understand who Jesus is. And yeah, if like many people who don't really know Jesus, they, they, they think that he's a loving God and just going to kind of welcome everyone in. Jesus asked some really harsh things of us. He is not content to be a part of our lives. He wants all of us. Heart, soul, everything. That's the Jesus that we worship. The Jesus well informed by the Gospels. If you haven't recently gotten into the Word, you know what? If you're not in the Word, you're forming your idea about who Jesus is anyway. Get it from the Word. Read the Gospels. Gospel of John. See the kind of man he really was. The good, the challenging, and everything in between. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you're interested in learning more about Lincoln E. Free Church here in the Lincoln Lakes area, you can go check out our website, lincolnefree.org, and you can give us a follow on Facebook. Have a great week.